Welcome back to episode 83 of the What Do We Do podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about why it's important to work with a financial advisor. It's going to be a great show, so let's go. Welcome to What Do We Do, a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning featuring key leaders in our communities, hosted by founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Stephan. Tune in to hear how you can plan for and live your your best best life. life. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the What Do We Do podcast. All of you out there in YouTube land and podcast nation, we're so excited for today's show. Today's episode is another episode about investing for success and why it's important to work with a financial advisor or even a team of professionals to help you get where you want to go. And to lead today's podcast, I'm joined by one of our stars at Great Lakes Wealth, Senior Wealth Advisor, Mr. Tom Grafor. Tom, thanks for joining us today. It's great to see you. Dewey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you bet. And so how about right out of the gate, why don't you tell our audience the difference between a financial advisor and what you are, a Senior Wealth Advisor? Yeah, we've been talking about this financial advisor, financial consultant, financial coach, financial guide. It all kind of means the same thing. It's somebody that's going to help you work with your money and understand money and how it works. So we 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 have different names, but financial. I like to say financial advisor, wealth advisor. I'm a senior wealth advisor at. Uh, at Great Lakes Wealth. And we had a prior podcast with another senior wealth advisor at our firm, Bruce. You're familiar with Bruce. I know Bruce. Well. And I, we asked Bruce in the podcast what senior meant. And he goes, I think because I work with a bunch of senior citizens. But is that uh, is that what a senior means when you're a senior wealth advisor? Well, for Bruce, maybe. But for, <laughs> for, for, for you know, for the, the, the essence of just being in the industry for a long period of time, uh, just the wealth of knowledge that you accumulate over time is being a senior. You know, as you get older and people get older in their lives and they, they get more knowledgeable about things that happen in their lives. So I think, you know, as I've been in this industry for over 20 years, um, I think you get, you know, you just get a lot of experience. You see a lot of things in the industry. And I think that's where the senior wealth advisor name really comes in, your seasoned wealth advisor. Absolutely. And uh, someone who works with you, I can uh, echo those uh, words for sure, that the title senior is above just being a wealth advisor. Senior is a title that resonates that you've been in the business for a while and you have those skills that are above that of just a financial advisor or just a wealth advisor. So well-deserved title at Great Lakes Wealth of senior Wealth Advisor. Absolutely. Appreciate that. So before we get any more into today's podcast, why don't you tell our listeners, why don't you tell our viewers a little bit more about Tom Grafor, um, you know, maybe on the personal side and also a little bit more about your business background and then we'll get into it. Yeah, so I grew up in Michigan, Dewey, and uh, I grew up in Redford, Michigan, actually, and my father used to work in the banking industry and he taught me all about uh, investing through the banking. He always told me, never take out a loan. He always said, always pay your debts. That was one thing I always remember that he taught me. And um, I got I got in the business then after that, and I started a career. Uh, obviously, I went to college, and I studied economics in college. Besides studying economics, I also know that I think you were a student athlete. I was, actually. I actually I got a scholarship to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where I was a swimmer. 
and I swam. I've been swimming my whole life, and uh, you know, swimming has uh, is a very disciplined sport. You have to get up early in the morning, and you have to get in that cold water at six o'clock in the morning, and it's it's cold. And then at night, you have to go back, and you have to swim at night. So, swimming is a lot of people. I spent a lot of my life in the pool, Dewey. A lot of my life in the pool. I've seen a lot of water. <laughs> now, what's uh, what events did you swim? And when you were studying, would you just do the backstroke or the back kick and just read the book, uh, you know, on your back like a like an otter or a seal? <laughs> no, actually, uh, one of my favorite strokes was I did the two hundred butterfly. I was a 200 butterflyer. I uh, was one of the guys who actually led my lane. And it's interesting about swimming because when you're leading your lane, you have a lot of people like to drag behind you. They like to get on that current, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, pulling half the team with you during the, the swim practices was a little tough on my shoulders. But it was, a, it was a lot of fun to be a leader in those lanes and to swim the butterfly. Butterfly is a beautiful stroke. And it's, uh, you know, it's one that I, I actually still swim and uh, not as well as I used to. But I, I love I love that stroke. It's my favorite stroke for sure. Fantastic. And so on the uh, academic side at Wisconsin, uh, what did you focus on, and then uh, what are you doing? You know, up to today. Yeah. So I focused in in, in Wisconsin, uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I was focused on um, really studying uh, economics, and actually wanted to be an attorney. Uh, I started studying law, and I love law. I still love law. I still love reading law. A lot of people think it's boring, but I find it very interesting. And then um, I talked to my father. My father called me up, and he said, you know, what kind of career are you going to go for? And I said, you know, I want to help people with their finances. I want to help them learn how they can grow their money. And I want to be a financial advisor or a senior wealth advisor. And at that point, he said, well, where are you going to go? And I said, well, I want to go to the biggest firm. And I want to go to Dean Witter Reynolds. Back then it was Dean Witter Reynolds. And they were in the World Trade Centers. And uh, I went in there, and I interviewed, and I got a job. And uh, I started on the phones with Dean Witter, and I started to uh, learn a lot about the business. And it was uh, kind of hectic back then. People were just calling and, and saying, hey, what do you have to sell me? What do you have to buy and sell? And it was, it was different. It was a lot different than I expected it. Nobody was calling in for a financial plan. They were looking for a product <laughs> at that point. And uh, so we, I did that for a while. And then, and then I, my wife, I met my wife there, and my wife works for Ford Motor Company. And she worked over in New Jersey, and she told me, hey, you know what, Tom? Why don't you uh, come out to, uh, to Texas with me, and there's a, there's a job that I'm looking at. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll follow you. I'll follow you to Texas. And when I got to Texas, um, it was hot. And I was like, I don't know if this is uh, the right place for me. So my, my, I decided that, hey, you know, it's not a bad place to, 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 to lay my hat for the next 10 years. So I started a career at uh, Fidelity Investments at one of their call centers. And uh, that's where I really got to uh, hone on my skills. I was talking to probably 30 to 40 clients a day on the phone talking about their financial situation. And everybody's different, which was fun for me. It wasn't selling a product. It was really starting to get to know the client and what they needed and what they wanted. So it was very interesting to me. So I continued that uh, path. And um, New York Life called me up, and they said, hey, we need a, a, a financial advisor or a senior wealth advisor to come over and, and, and work with us. So I started, uh, uh, and I did it a little bit. I went to New York Life really to get the knowledge, believe it or not. I did it to, to learn more about the industry because all New York Life sold was life insurance and maybe long-term care. And it was different than just stocks and bonds. 
So that made me very interested in that. And so I did that for a while. And then I went over to the bank channel because I wanted to know how the banks worked. I wanted to learn how the banks uh, move money around, how they do loans and lending. And I learned a lot about that through the banks. Um, so that honed in my skills even more. And then I found this place called Great Lakes Wealth. And Great Lakes Wealth taught me that, hey, you don't have to be restricted on what you offer clients. And that really appealed to me. It opened the doors to many opportunities that I thought, this is what I'm looking for. Somewhere where I can offer our clients more products or more solutions than they do in, you know, other firms. And so, you know, I met you, Dewey, and uh, you gave me a, a you know opportunity to, to work with Great Lakes Wealth, and uh, it's it's been an awesome experience, and um, just looking forward to continuing it with uh, the clients. Well, I know you're coming up on your two year anniversary at Great Lakes Wealth, and we're absolutely excited for where you've come so far. But as we always say, we're just getting started, so it is great. And um, to everyone out there who doesn't know, at Great Lakes Wealth. Our mission is to provide Wall Street solutions with Main Street values to our clients and the communities we serve. And so this podcast is a way that we can reach the communities that we serve. You don't have to be a client. Mm -hmm. And then by being a client, again, we can give you some of those institutional private investments that you only can get at these quote unquote Wall Street firms. Mm -hmm. So that's a myth as well, but we do it with the care of the community, right? We do it with Main Street values. So everything is one client at a time, and we believe that uh, that's kind of the essence of what we do. Fair enough? Absolutely, 100%. Great. Well, let's get into today's show. Let's get into the meat and the potatoes of why all of the listeners, why all of the viewers should consider working with a financial advisor or a team of professionals and not just go do it on their own. Yeah, this is my favorite question, <laughs> obviously, because I'm in the in the industry. But I but I think that there's really I'm I'm going to give you four reasons, and these are big reasons, and I think I'm going to give you a bonus one. That's why I'm going to give you four. And uh, for so the first one, I would say you have to have the desire to be interested in investing. And I like to use an analogy as um, if you're going to climb a mountain, let's just call it Mount Everest. You have to have the will and the desire to want to climb that mountain. And it takes a lot of work and preparation. You're just not going to just get on a plane, put on some flip-flops, and climb Mount Everest. That's a 29,000-foot-high mountain. Um, so you got to have the desire. you gotta, you got to really picture yourself you know, diving into it. And if you don't have that, then that you might want to seek a, a financial professional. The other thing you want to do is you want to have a skill. you got to have skills. Uh, when you're investing, you have to know where to pivot, where to go, where to change course if you need to. And, you know, this analogy goes back to the Mount Everest analogy. You know, if, you, if you're climbing Mount Everest and you haven't climbed ever before, there's a problem. So if, if you've never climbed before, you might want to hire somebody that has climbed it before and, and have them educate you. So you have to have the skill. What is that called? A Sherpa? It's called a Sherpa, yeah. So you have to hire a Sherpa. Now, interesting, real quick, on just to digress a little bit on that, a Sherpa, actually, they're born, actually, in Nepal, which is uh, in Southeast Asia, and they live in the mountains, and they grow up in the mountains. So they're already 11,000 feet above sea level. They're born that way. 
So they've already adapted to the altitude. So when you and I go to go to Mount Everest, it takes about a couple months just to, uh, at the base of the mountain, to get acclimated to the climate there. Um, so, you know, just go show you that, first of all, these guys have already, they're already built for this climate. You're not. Um, so you got to have, you got to have skills. You got to know, you know, also you got to know how to climb the mountain, right? You got to know how to climb the mountain when you get there. You got to hire a team of people. You just can't just put on your flip-flops and climb this mountain on your own. You have to hire a team of professional climbers. These guys have been climbing mountains their whole lives. And that's a mountain that, like I said, is 29,000 feet in the air, you imagine climbing that with no guide at all and there's crevasses there's avalanches you got to have the right food packed you got to have everything just about perfect because if something does happen you want to make sure that there's professionals around to make sure you're going to be okay so you got to have the skills uh in my opinion in the financial markets financial markets are actually the same way there's a lot of different things in the financial markets that are out there it's not stocks and bonds anymore you know, there's lots of different investment solutions out there that you need to really, really focus on and understand because they can really help you, especially when you get to a certain part in your life where you're going to need to transition. Um, maybe it's $250,000 you have. That's kind of the, the amount I would say you typically need to start to work with a financial planner uh, because now you have to allocate your funds. Um, you have different ideas on how to allocate your funds. Um, and we can help you do that uh, at Great Lakes Wealth, and, and other advisors can do that as well. Um, so the skills you need. Uh, the next thing you need is time. You know, uh, we're all busy. We all have jobs. We all have kids. It's, it's, it, it takes a lot of time and effort to understand how to put together a plan and invest, and invest your money. Um, and I'm going to take you back a little bit because, you know, the fourth bonus question is what I wanted to share with everybody is that the financial markets have changed drastically. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, you basically went after work and you basically sat in front of a TV and nightly business news, it was called. And you learned a little bit about what the market did that day. Maybe you owned a, a company, maybe you owned a stock like McDonald's and you wanted to see how McDonald's uh, did. And, now we have this social media thing they call social media. We're on social media, hopefully podcast. And now the information is traveling at the speed of light. So that changes the whole dynamic of financial uh, strategies. Everybody's out there trying to do what they want to do is get rich quick. And I'll just caution you that if, if somebody says that they're going to get you rich quick, I take a step back and, and try to really figure out what they mean by that. Because it's not that easy to get rich quick. You have to have a, uh, a strategy and a plan. And when I transition into this uh, next uh, segment we're going to talk about, you know, what an average investor does against the average markets, um, it's really going to tell the tale that typically a financial advisor will guide you through these really, really tough, and I'm going to use another analogy, through the uh, – crevasses of the mountain and there's some big crevasses out there Dewey if you're not uh, being prepared and um, so you got to make sure you're prepared 
So I would agree with you 100%. And I would say, you know, Warren Buffett says it best, right? That um, you want to be buying when others are selling and you want to be selling when others are buying. Or as he puts it, you want to be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. And it sounds so easy and sounds so cliche, but what happened just recently with COVID? When that hit, everyone panicked and wanted to sell. And if they did sell and didn't get back in, they missed one of the most epic runs in the market in the short term because of the um, actions of the Federal Reserve and the other policymakers out there, right? By um, slashing interest rates almost overnight. Now, fast forward to last year to this year in 2023, the Fed has done the opposite. It's get rich quick or just have your plan for long-term success. Are you buying and selling? Are you investing with dividends? Uh, last year, cash was trash. Now cash is king. So again, I can only echo your words, Tom, that again, when the times change, or I think it was um, someone that said, when the facts change, I change my mind. What do you do, kind sir? And um, John Maynard Keynes is who said that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, let's get back into it, Tom. What uh, what's next? Yeah, so you you transition perfectly. So I think that there's two two emotions that obviously get everybody in this industry, and that's greed and fear. And and, and the greed comes with you know th this this investment I have is going to keep going up forever. And I think we we found that out that that doesn't happen. You so. mean crypto didn't go from zero to 60,000 to 5 million a coin, Bitcoin? Exactly. Okay. That's a perfect example. Um, you know, and everybody expected it to, right? And, you know, um, and all the pundits on TV were saying, hey, it's going to go to 500,000 a coin. But, you know, the greed, greed is, is something that we all struggle with. Um, but you can't let it get in the way of your plan. You just can't, you can't, you gotta, you gotta be focused. And that's why a financial uh, advisor or senior wealth advisor, what they'll do is they'll challenge you. You know, a good financial advisor will challenge you and they'll say, they'll give you some ideas on, should you take some profits off the table? Maybe you should, maybe you should take some profits off the table. Maybe you should look at allocating some of those profits somewhere else. Maybe put it somewhere safer. It's a, kind of a financial advisor is like a, uh, a word of wisdom at some points in your, your life, right? You need, you need somebody there, a financial coach to basically say, Hey, look, maybe you're getting over your skis, right? And maybe you need to think about it a little bit more. And then you got the fear factor. The fear factor comes in when obviously the market goes down, you know, and back in, back then, back in the eighties and the nineties, when the market went down over a hundred points, people were panicking. Now we're getting these markets that drop by 300, 400 points a day. It scares people. It scares people. Should I get in? Should I get out? Should I stay the course? Right. But I think the fear comes into uh, your, your, you don't have a good plan. If, if you have fear, you don't have a good plan. When you're climbing Mount Everest and you don't have extra gear, like an extra rope in case you fall into a crevasse and you have that rope to protect you, then bottom line is then yes, you, you're not prepared, right? You did, you took a chance and you weren't prepared. I love using this example because 2008, everybody remembers this time, 2008 was the financial crisis where the banks struggled. In 2008, the S&P, the Standard Poor's 500 index, was down over 49%. So picture this, Dewey. You're getting ready to retire. You've saved your whole life. And you went with the advice of everybody on TV, and you bought the S&P 500 index, and you had a million dollars in there. 
and that thing dropped by almost half, actually half, call it half. Now you're at $500,000, and you're just getting ready to retire. You had a million. How does that make you feel? Pretty, pretty crappy. Pretty like, hey, this, this isn't going to – I don't feel comfortable investing anymore. Frankly, those people had their retirement ruined until they were able to hopefully dig out and hopefully find a financial advisor because it's never too late if a mistake's been made. Is that right? 100%. Yeah, it's never too late to, 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 to get help from somebody who can teach you a little bit more about there's different investment solutions that can help you in, the, in this t- different types of times in your life, especially with retirement. So you have to get with an advisor, and they will guide you on different investment solutions so that doesn't happen. I, th- I think the misconception I always have, Dewey, and it, it, it drives me sort of crazy, is that, you know, these people on TV, and I, you know, I don't want to beat up on anybody, but the television is for entertainment. That's the bottom line. Entertainment, people. I have been watching Bloomberg television most of my life, and I cannot find one thing that I feel like somebody's giving me some really good advice. There's one guy saying, hey, you should, you should get in the market. There's one guy that says, hey, you should get out of the market. There, there is nobody that really knows so if you if you if you want to play that game and you want to go in and out of the market, that's fine. But there's a study that do, was done by Stansbury Research, and it says that the average investor, all right, this is very important. The average investor does about two percent versus the S and P that does averages about eight percent a year over a twenty year span. So picture that. Why would an average investor, a guy who says, "Hey, I'm just going to stay the course," because they don't. You get off the course. You get off that rope line, that safety line. You go off and you go with the, the Sherpa's guiding you, and then you basically you come back and the guy says, you know what, you know, I don't need you anymore. I'm going to wait until things settle down. I'm going to just sit and cash and just when things settle down. Or when it's cruising and we're way above market trend or things are – Right, making no sense. Oh, it's going to keep going, right? Logic goes out the window on both extremes. It does. And, it, and I mean, you got, you, got to really, you got to really take a step back, like you said. You got to take a step back and you say, what am I doing? What am I saving for? Am I saving for retirement? Is that my ultimate goal? And the ultimate goal is if you do retire, do you want to go back to work? Do you? If you don't, then you got to be- better have a plan. If you're going to work part-time, then you still got to have a plan, right? Planning is so crucial, and then monitoring that plan, so crucial in this business. And I, I believe that most people, uh, they, they jump around. They jump around. They go for the next shiny object. So if I'm offering a 5% money market, let's just say, and somebody, um, to my clients, and then somebody says, hey, you know, this guy's offering 6% CD, Tom. So I'm going to jump and get the 6% CD, okay? The question is, why are you jumping around from bank? Now you're spreading your assets around in different buckets. Now it's hard to track and things like that. You get off track. You, a financial advisor brings everything together on the table and educates you on what you have and where you are. You have to start at the base of the mountain. You have to start at the base. The base is, do you have all your insurances covered? Do you have medical insurance, life insurance? Do you have property and casualty insurance if you're a business owner? Do you have auto insurance in case you get in a car accident? The insurances are really, really important before you even start to climb that mountain. And then when you get to the middle of the mountain, you start taking about a little bit of risk. So we take 
the south route, maybe the south route of this mountain, it basically has deep crevasses, but it's shorter. Why not go for that route? Or we can take this nice route that just you can walk, actually walk up it. Right up the middle of the mountain, you can walk up this route, and you can have this nice safety uh, net, this nice rope, and you can just walk all the way up until you get to the top of the mountain. Or you can go to the right of the mountain. The right of the mountain, guess what? Many avalanches happen. There's lots of different weather changes. Different weather changes over there on the other side of the mountain. You can go that way, and maybe it is a shorter route, but you got to understand your risk is where I'm going with this. you got to understand how risk fits into your overall strategy. And it all comes down to really the big thing is time. Time, so important, time. Skill and desire to get to where you need to be. So create a plan that makes sense. Well, Tom, as you know, and to all of our listeners and all of our viewers, I would like to thank you for tuning in to this episode. And please hit the subscribe button. That helps us share this podcast because together everyone achieves more. But as it relates to planning, Tom, as we always say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Is that right? right. And so um, with that, maybe, you know, wrap us up and tell us, um, you know, what, at the end of the day, should anyone out there listening and viewing, uh, besides you know $250,000 maybe being the beginning amount to work with a financial advisor, mm-hmm. just any other uh, you know, tips to take uh, away from today? Yeah, I think you got to, um, you know, it goes back to, um, and I'm going to go with the fourth of one that I, I shared here. The financial markets have changed. Information is rapid. Um, really understand the investment that you're getting into. Um, work with a, a, a financial advisor, a wealth advisor. You hear this word a lot, Dewey, it's called fiduciary. You know, work with somebody who has your best interest in mind. So an example of that would be if you have a million dollars, you know, saved up for retirement, and it might be a good idea to pay off your mortgage. Maybe it's a good idea to pay off your mortgage. There's no reason to keep that money invested if you have a high interest rate on your mortgage. So I think doing the right thing uh, as an advisor, being a fiduciary, explaining um, the risks that uh, clients uh, face in in times of uh, uncertainty is very, very important uh, when you're a financial advisor or wealth advisor. And you got to get on the same page. I mean, man, you know, you go, you go to a, you go, you go to a, a gym. I'll give another analogy. You can go to the gym. You can get a membership at the gym. And it's what, $75 a month. Now, it's your responsibility to go to the gym and work out, all right? It's your responsibility. And most people, it's probably the way, Dewey, it's the number one New Year's resolution out there is everybody wants to join the gym. I'm going to get in shape this year. You can't just go to the gym for two months, okay? You have to go to the gym pretty much the rest of your life. So think about that when you're doing your finances. You have to constantly work on your finances the rest of your life. You can't just set it into something and forget it. So if you, you don't have a wealth advisor that's talking to you, calling to you, communicating with you, understanding where you're going because life changes, then, then I hate to say it, you're going to have to think about uh, getting another financial coach because they're just not good enough for you. You need to find somebody who's going to be on your team, on your side, and who wants to work with the team. You know, at Great Lakes Health, we have a team of uh, professionals. Uh, if you combined everything, what do we got? Over 100 years of experience in the industry. I think we know a few things. I think there, there's a few things that uh, people probably haven't seen uh, out there that can help them with investing. So I, I think you just 
to, to sum it up, I, I think bottom line is you have to work with a financial advisor that has your best interest in mind. He has to be like a financial coach or financial guide. He has to make sure that you're getting up that mountain and, and he has to tell you all the dangers and risks for doing certain things so that you fully understand what you're trying to get to. Are you trying to get to retirement? Are you trying to get, buy a house? Are you trying to buy a boat? Are you trying to take care of your grandkids? It's so important to understand where you're going. Um, it's just, I can't express it enough. Well, fantastic, Tom. I appreciate you sharing that with our audience today. That is uh, fantastic information. Absolutely. And along those same lines, please check out our website, either the whatdowedopodcast.com website, and you'll get some information about the podcast, about prior episodes, and you can kind of follow along from the whatdowedopodcast.com website. But for information on Great Lakes Wealth and all the amazing things that we as a team, do there for our clients. That's greatlakeswealth.us, greatlakeswealth.us. And at the bottom of the homepage, there are hyperlinks to a lot of calculators, a lot of free resources that we provide to the community just because we want to be a good member of our community. Tom, with that, I want to thank you for coming in. It's great to see you. Great to hear uh, some words of wisdom from our senior wealth advisor, Tom Grafor. And with that, as I always say, live your best life, be radically generous, a great big booyah to ya, and another episode in the books, but we're just getting started. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.